Hello, hello, it's Josephine Lancuber here, your performing arts business strategist, speaker, and coach. Today, I am going to share with you my 2022 annual review. This is what's happened to me over the last year in business, maybe a little bit of life as well thrown into the mix, but you know, I'm going to include everything. I'm going to get candid, the ups and the downs of 2022, things that worked, things that didn't work, how it all went down. And hopefully you're going to be able to resonate with that, or you're going to be inspired or learn from my experience of this year, because it's been a whirlwind. Let's just say that, you know, we came out of COVID, everything went back into full throttle life. And here we were with this business after what was really a traumatic couple of years. Aside from that, I started some new projects. I tried some new things in my studio. I tried some new things in my coaching business. I did all the things and I'm going to share that with you in today's session. So stick around because it's going to be lots of fun and I just can't wait because we're about to hit Christmas. And yeah, I think doing an annual review and and reflecting on the year past is such a positive process and one that I would recommend for you as well. Okay, so let's hit the show with my 2022 review after this. Hey there, I'm Josephine Lancuba and you're listening to Business Arts and All That Jazz. I've been immersed in the creative business world and performing arts industry for over 20 years. I know from experience that being an artist, a creative or running a creative business can be a tough gig, but I'm here to tell you it's possible. I went from having zero dollars to my name and living below the poverty line to then living paycheck to paycheck to finally living a life of comfort, happiness, passion, and even stability. In this podcast, I peel back the curtain and share with you the ups and downs of my journey. Plus, I tap into the minds of creative industry experts to discover their paths to success. I know you have a spark inside of you, that little voice that tells you to reach for the stars. I want to help you step into your limelight to have the courage to live a life you dream of, a life that you design. So get ready to be entertained and inspired as we talk business, arts, and all that jazz. Now, before we kick into today's episode, which I'm so excited about, I want to share with you my 90-day studio planning workshop. Now, this is a live online event that is going to be happening on January 24th. It's 90 minutes with me, and I'm going to work through your 90-day studio plan. Now, you're not only going to receive 90 minutes of my time, but you're also going to receive the actual 90-day plan that I use in my business. Now, this session is specifically for performing arts studio owners, and I think this is going to really help you get clarity moving into 2023, set some real goals, and be able to actually achieve them. Now, I know that you probably already have some plans and strategies in place, and you probably went through last year with, you know, goal setting and all of those things as well. And you may have had what you thought was a solid plan, but chances are that those goals and plans got pushed to the you know, the wayside. I bet you had great intentions. However, time got the better of you and that dedication you initially placed in goal setting 
somehow became rushed or maybe, you know, it got bypassed somehow and those work tasks became ongoing and your dreams became pushed aside and somehow your priorities got lost. And I totally get it. I totally, totally get it. It happens to the best of us. What I do know is that planning every 90 days like I do in my business helps me get ahead. And I want that for you too. So I'm holding this session, like I said, online. It's only $47, which is such great value. You're going to be workshopping that 90-day plan, that template that I'm going to give you. You're going to workshop that with me live in a call and we're going to go through that. Now that's happening, like I said, on January 24th, 2023, but also it's being recorded. I encourage live attendance, but if you can't be there live, grab it anyway, get the template resource and get the replay of how we work through that template. So you really understand how you can apply that specifically to your studio business. Now, if you want to book in for that, I recommend jumping in now, head to josephinelanecuba.com forward slash 90 day plan link in the show notes. Here we go in today's episode. Hello, as promised, I am going to really capture what happened in 2022. I wasn't going to say, I was about to say 2023. No, we're not there yet. We're almost there though, right? It's only, it's nearly Christmas. Can you believe it? Time flies, right? Time flies when you're feeling traumatized (laughs) from a pandemic and whatnot. Um, Anyway, guys, it's all good. I actually did have a really, really good year. I had a year where I worked through a lot of clunky things in my business that I wanted to fix. Um, A lot of the programming, like I did an episode like a few months ago now, um, releasing low profit activities. So just recognizing where I was investing my time, where I wanted to invest my time, what was worth my time and all that jazz. So I'm going to share that with you today. I feel like the best way to do this is just to go month by month and really just discuss what happened. Um, January was probably the worst month of 2022 for me and my studio business specifically. Uh, that's because we postponed our production season from 2021 because of COVID. We postponed some of our shows and we pushed them back into January 2023, thinking and hoping that that would be sweet. Well, what happened, um, sorry, I'm, I'm losing track of my years, right? Sorry, 2021 to 2022. So we're, we're in January 2022. Okay, forget next year, Joe. forget next year, we're not there yet. <laughs> so yeah, basically what happened was uh, we were doing, um, with my Musical Makers Club, we were doing Oliver, you know, as in, please, sir, I want some more, right? Oliver, the musical. Now, that Oliver production was meant to happen in July of 2021, but it got postponed. So we pushed it back. Um, the, the thing that made this quite difficult is that the, the nature in which my studio operates is we do a show every six months and a new show title. If we don't renew every six months and do a new show title, kids lose interest. We don't do the same 
show for a whole year. Um, it just doesn't work in my musical theatre environment. So we actually started rehearsals for The Wizard of Oz and already recruited and enrolled all the kids by uh, that July-August period of 2021, except our previous show didn't happen. So what happened for that six months leading into January was we were doing like online virtual sing-alongs for Oliver and keeping kids enthusiastic and trying to do our best. When January came around, Omicron happened. Now, if you don't know what Omicron is, perhaps you've lived under a shell, maybe you didn't know because it didn't affect you, whatever. It was a variant of the COVID-19 corona, you know, COVID virus, whatever. Um, so that happened in January. Now, it was specifically during our show week. So we've now postponed these kids for six months. They've been working on Oliver virtually for six months because the Wizard of Oz rehearsals in studio have already happened. We don't have the resources. We don't have the time anymore. These kids are getting up. They're going to do their best. Whatever happens, happens. When we get there, like I said, there was an Omicron outbreak. And unfortunately, it washed out half of our audience um, there was a lot of refunds. I mean, a lot of refunds. That show ran in the red. It did not run at a profit. It would have if it hadn't have been for all of the refunds that happened. Now, normally with refund policy, I'm pretty strict. We have a no refund policy on our productions, except for a couple of things, including COVID. So we did do refunds for that. Um, it was detrimental financially to our business and it wasn't great. I'm going to be honest. It wasn't great. It was a terrible month. The worst part about that was that at that time you couldn't get any government benefits. So legally we were allowed to operate. Legally we were allowed to run that production. We had kids that got COVID. We had teachers calling lines side stage. We had one of our coaches come on stage dressed in one of the characters and doing the lines. I mean, you name it, we did it. But I said to myself, we're doing this. We're on. January is going to happen. This production is on. We couldn't get a refund on the theatre. We couldn't change it. It was it was happening. So I figured, all right, well, if we can't get a refund on the theatre, legally we're allowed to operate so there are no benefits available to us. However, half of our audience is washed out and we've got maybe 20% of our cast washed out through COVID. So that was a really challenging time. But at the time, you just kind of threw your hands up in the air and went, but whatever, we're doing it and I'm just going to suck it up as the business owner and deal with it. And that's what we did. We dealed with it. Uh, we ran it. It was great. The show was fantastic. The kids loved it. We did it. We all cheered ourselves for, for getting through it. But at the end of the day, the buck stops with me. I'm the producer. And um, I had a little bit of regret, to be honest, around running that show. I felt like um, it had blown over six months and I should have just cancelled it. But I felt obligated to my students and to my members to run this show that these kids had worked on for six months. Um, but financially it was a blow. And so, yeah, that's what happened in January. That was a really tough month. And that flow on effect, um, because of that loss was with me for a few months after that. And so there were things that needed to be paid related to that specific COVID incident, 
that um, demolished our January production, okay? Uh, so, you know, that was something that really woke me up about, right, we can't afford to be running activities that don't profit us. And this is different. Like this was something that was uncontrollable. We couldn't get out of it. It was what it was. We were really super proud of the outcome. But yeah, as a business decision, if I could have changed some things, I probably would in hindsight. You know, there were things we could have cut costs on, um, but we didn't foresee this happening. Do you know what the worst part about that whole Omicron outbreak was? Everyone was so scared during it. And then two weeks later, no one cared and everyone was out and it was like Omicron didn't even exist. It just happened in the whirlwind of that media storm of the fear mongering that happened around that time. And we just got so many audience members pull out because they were scared to come, things like that. So, yeah, so that was a tough month. Not going to lie, January was tough. Um, in other ways, it was exciting because I launched my Talent Manager Bootcamp course to my pilot members in October the year prior in, in you know, 2020, and um, I was sort of wrapping up the course with those members in that January period. And so on the flip side, in my coaching business, I was really excited because I was like, okay, so, you know, I've learned a lot in that space. In my agency space, we were still getting bookings specifically for commercial work because, well, advertising didn't stop during COVID, did it? No. So those sorts of bookings were still coming through and that kept me afloat. That gave me a little bit of a cash injection during that challenging time in my studio. So having that um, in-house talent agency was a really important part of that piece at that time. Uh, in February, we kicked off the new year. We thought, oh, well, done and dusted. We wipe our hands of the year before. At least all of our promises were made. Our shows were done good or bad financially, the outcome because of COVID, we'd made it through to the other side. We, I kept my team. I retained my students. So we had, um, that was the year that, that 2020 to 2021, we had like a 93% retent or 96% retention rate. It was massive. And I think that that happened because of everything that we were doing to show that we cared and came through with our promise. So even though financially the show was obliterated in Jan, in February we maintained our students by 96%. So that was a bloody good start to the year. And um, in some ways maybe there was a benefit there. So, you know, sometimes the, the income isn't direct, it's indirect through the actions that you take, the commitment and the dedication you show to your clients. So that's what happened. Um, you know, we also ran some school holiday workshops. We had our unicorn dance party day, um, which was sellout, which was exciting. Um, we ran lots of different orientation boot camps for our Wizard of Oz production. And we also did our Grease production, which was also a flow on for our seniors. Now, Term one was pretty good, pretty solid. So was term two. Um, so that first six months of the year, 
our student numbers grew. We doubled our student numbers from the year prior. And so studio-wise, it was bustling. We had, you know, we reached capacity on a couple of our club sites. We were really doing well. I found that um, maintaining our mini stars, which is our four to six years, they seem to churn a bit more for us than our seven to 12-year-olds, which is our biggest our biggest student group. But anyway, it kept moving quite nicely, to be honest. Um, And we got through it. Now, the next show titles that we selected were actually Moana and the Adams Family. These shows were great. Uh, This caused a lot of traction. Um, So sometimes choosing a program or something exciting that really can bring in a crowd is a great way to do it. Um, Some things that I like to do is we hold school holiday workshops with themes. So, for example, um, you might not do musical theatre, you don't need to. Let's say you have, you know, jazz and tap and all the things, but you could run a frozen workshop in the school holidays and then from that workshop it actually can encourage people to join and sign with you, right? So that's sort of the thing we do. At the moment, we are doing um, Encanto, an Encanto workshop coming. Now there's, you know, so that's just a lot of fun. The kids love Encanto. It's just a way to connect with the kids and get them excited um, for the next season and also just introduce them to some, you know, new movement, give them some information about what's coming. It's not just about our students. The general public is invited to these school holiday events. So that's what we do. And so in those April school holidays, we ran these themed workshops. It entices people to join us. You know, they come in for the workshop and then we're like, oh, by the way, here's a flyer. Here's a promotion. Here's some information. That sort of thing. Now, the next thing, like I said, was we selected our next show titles um, and, and that first six months ran really well. Uh, everything was smooth. The next show title was Moana and the Adams family. Now I did something new for Moana and that was, I decided to expand my club site. So at the time I had eight club sites. Um, and my goal initially was I'm going to have a hundred club sites across the country. That's what I wanted to do. And my goals have dramatically changed in the last six months. I'm going to share with you what's happened. So I currently have four club sites plus our virtual, um, we call that a site, which is our online singing hub, which is our virtual space. So we call that five, um, four in person, one online. Back in that whole January to July period of this year, 2022, we had eight. So we also expanded one of our club sites to Wollongong. That bombed out. The The kids we got were fantastic. We did produce a show for them, um, but financially it bombed out because we were trying to build traction. And this is normal, right? So when you're building something, you take a punt, you risk it, you go in there and you think, yeah, let's give this a go. Um, it was a lot of extra work for not really extra money because we were trying something new in a new location. So we did this show in Wollongong. We did it with a smaller cast. Um, like I said, the kids were great. The show was great, all the things. 
we found that uh, the socioeconomics of the area probably wasn't in line with our offering because we're not a low-end price, but we certainly offer great value. Um, but yeah, it just, the two didn't match and it wasn't the right client base for us. There were complaints around price. There were people um, bouncing on payments quite a lot in this location. Um, and again, nothing wrong with the area, the people or anything like that. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that we as a service didn't match that location. And you can only really know this until you try something. Um, so after that show finished in July of 2022, Moana, uh, we did a Sydney season and a Wollongong season. It was a lot of work for no extra finances. We broke even, but, um, which is fine because, you know, if you want to grow something, breaking even's okay on the first round if you're planning to grow it. But I just decided that I needed to sit down and really think about where I am heading so I made a decision, um, and you can probably relate to this sometimes, you know, you have these big grandiose plans and then you do a reassessment, which is totally healthy and normal. And actually I did the reassessment in my 90-day plan. So again, for anyone um, that was listening in the beginning of this episode, you know, these 90-day plans are critical to the development and um, the, the evolving of my business. So I did my 90-day plan in July and I recognised that my goals and my dreams for my business had changed and I thought, right, what do I need to do to be more in line with what I want to achieve? So one of the things I realised is that I no longer wanted to have, you know, these club sites, these musical theatre club sites across the country. I decided that that was no longer the dream, that I was actually really enjoying because by this stage I'd now launched my Talent Manager Boot Camp course for studio owners to become talent managers. I'd launched that a couple of times now live to public and they were quite successful. I really enjoyed coaching studio owners. I've really enjoyed teaching them um, how to build a a thriving studio business and how to also, um, on the flip side of that, I also teach how to implement these talent management services within their studios. And I was absolutely loving this process. And I thought, right, I need time for this. How can I really have time if I'm growing these club sites? So I made a decision. I said, I'm going to remove all low profitable activities from my studio business to give back some time to my schedule so that I can grow my online coaching courses and services for businesses, for other studio businesses. So that's when I did a really big cull. I cut four of my club sites. That's big. So I culled my club sites and now I only have four. They are the the busiest and most profitable club sites that I have Um, I didn't make this decision lightly. Like I said, this was something I decided in my 90-day planning session that I do with each of my businesses. So um, my agency business, my studio business, and my um, sole trader personal branding coaching business. So I do three 90-day plans every 90 days, by the way. (laughs) Um, But they're just one pages and 
it just gives me an oversight of where I'm at and what I want to achieve. So I did that and um, I realized that things had changed and that was okay. So I moved into a new era of my business. I would ask you that question as well, like is there something within your business that needs to change? Is there something in your business that no longer serves you that perhaps is a very low profitable um, service or offering that really takes up your time? Is there something that really comes to mind now that you go, oh, I've been thinking about releasing this in my business? I would urge you to listen to that and really do an assessment on that because you will find that when you release these low profit activities, as I did in July this year, um, that you give space to things that are more worthwhile. And it could be personal things. It doesn't have to be business related. It could be you have time to spend with your kids, whatever. So that's what happened in the first six months. Um, like I said, I, I read, I relaunched my uh, coaching course, Talent Manager Bootcamp, a few times. Um, I was going gangbusters in my studio. We doubled our studio numbers. We had great retention. We put to bed the terrible show month that was January. Um, and we had sellout shows in July for our Moana production, which was amazing. Our senior show doesn't sell as strongly as our junior shows. Seniors do not attract as many audience as our juniors. They just don't. Um, so, you know, we need to look at different ways of attracting audience members to those shows, but that's how that went down. We still, you know, do well for our senior show, but we certainly do not do as well as our junior shows. That's just the way it is. Um, it's also a numbers game. We have more juniors. So that also increases ticket sales in that production. It's just the way it goes. So that's how that all went down. Uh, now we're going to take a short break and then we're going to come back to what happened in the last six months. You won't want to miss this. Here we go. Do you have big dreams for your studio business in 2023? Imagine what your studio would look like if you had a plan achieving everything you strive for every 90 days. I would like to introduce you to my 90-day studio planning workshop happening this January. Now, this is an event not to be missed. If you have a big picture for your studio and you want to create a profitable and sustainable studio business, then committing to writing a plan is the first critical step in moving forward towards your dream studio and desired business environment. I've been doing 90-day planning sessions independently in my business for nearly a decade, and it's helped me go from servicing 12 studios to the inception of my early days to hundreds of students a year and achieving a comfortable six-figure studio business where I pay myself a salary and have financial stability and joy in my life. The 90-day plan is the key ingredient to achieving your goals, and I can show you exactly how I do it all on one page. Yes, this is not an essay, but rather a tangible resource you can use over and over again in your studio every quarter. So in my 90 day planning session, you will get 90 minutes of my time 
so that we can work live through the 90-day plan, you will also receive a 90-day studio plan template sent to you prior to our live workshop. You'll receive a recording of the workshop to play back anytime. And at the end of the workshop, I will be available for a live Q&A session where you can ask me any questions related specifically to your studio business and plan. So if you don't believe me, here's what people are saying. Jess Inns, who is a studio owner, says, Josephine's knowledge and honest approach has given me the confidence to push my business forward. The accountability and support provided has been amazing. I highly recommend Josephine to studio owners who want to increase retention, build industry connections and grow their business. So that's coming from someone else. That was written by Jess, who is a beautiful studio owner that I've worked with. And there are plenty more that I've worked with that have had some great results. So book now. Uh, I would urge you to jump on the link and and grab a seat online with me at my planning day. Um, It's happening January 24th, but again, it's being recorded. So if for any reason you can't attend live, which I encourage, then that's okay. You can watch the playback and also get the template resource. So it's a win-win. Book now by heading to josephinelancuba.com forward slash 90 day plan. The link is also in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Okay, welcome back and welcome to the last half of my annual review, which is the last six months of 2022. So I've just told you what happened in July, um, which was this revelation after doing my 90 day plan that things needed to change. My goals had changed. I had to release what I thought I knew about myself and my business trajectory And I had to move forward with my truth. I had to be authentic in what I wanted moving forward. And I had to change my path. Initially, I wasn't going to change a thing. I was going to let it all go for the whole year. And then I realized, why? Why do I have to create this line in the sand? Like I actually mentioned the last episode, by the way, I talk about this a little bit. You know, we create these unnecessary deadlines and these lines in the sand that we don't need to abide by. Like, you know, we must stick to what we are doing for a whole year. Well, no, why? Why can't I just make a call on it in July and go, meh, I'm changing my mind now. I don't want to wait six months to change my mind. My mind is set and I'm going to implement the changes now. Yes, there were some students that were disappointed on club sites that we released. Absolutely. We were able to move a couple of them over to some other sites. Just like you, if you're running classes in your studio, you might be able to move them to different types of classes. Should you say, you know what, TAP's not working out. We're going to let it go. There's going to be three disappointed people and that's the way that's going to go down. We're going to try and move them across to a different class or program. But if they don't opt in and we lose them as a client, so be it, right? We can't be all things to all people. So that's what I decided to do. So I've now got this half-sized business by choice in July, which I'm actually really happy about because now I've got this time to focus on my other businesses, which is my agency and also my coaching services. Win-win. So we go into Moir, um Sorry, what's our show title now? Oh, yeah, we went into, I don't know, so many shows. So many shows, guys, I don't even know. So (laughs) we went into our next show title um, 
and by the way, I do a lot of shows, so I know that sounds crazy, like to not know know which show we're at, but it's not that crazy when you literally do so many shows. Um, one of the beautiful things that happened was my original this year, my original show, Time Machine, the musical that I wrote um, and features a couple of original tracks that I also have created. Uh, that was so well received from the vacation care market. So this is through my professional performance company and in-house talent management service that I was able to sell that production to um, some big vacation care clients in the school holidays and July as well. Um, we had a Melbourne tour selling to about 1,800 kids um, across multiple centres but in one in one stint. So we hired the theatre, um, all these kids came in on an excursion and we presented this show. I had five, um, five cast members in that. Um, that was great. So I toured that show from Sydney to Melbourne beautiful beautiful experience six shows across two days 1800 kids and then we did our Sydney tour dates in July to um, 550 kids and that was one day across three shows so that was really really cool and I loved that and that was beautiful because I collaborated with um another lady who has a children's entertainment company and we worked together on getting this show out to market it was very successful it was a bit time consuming but very successful and financially absolutely worth it um, which was good because it helped me recoup some of the losses from that January season that I told you about earlier in the piece um, I we were looking to do more. We were looking to do a September production, but time got the better of us. So we've decided to bench that project of working collaboratively on original shows selling to those vacation care markets. But we're going to come back to it next year. So we've not benched it completely. We've just said, you know what, let's just get through this year because it's been a big one. It's been a big one emotionally. It's been a big one in all sorts of ways um, coming out of COVID. So we just needed to sort of regroup and then move forward, which is what we're doing. So that was really cool. That's what happened in July. We had that season of that. And we also started recruiting new kids for our next um, half of the year. So our next show title um, that I selected was The Little Mermaid. Yay! The Little Mermaid. So we had orientations for The Little Mermaid for our juniors and minis. And then we also had Into the Woods, which was our next show. Um, I also introduced jazz classes into my Musical Makers Club space. I used to do that when I was a studio that offered, you know, we used to offer jazz, tap, ballet, hip hop, all of that. And then I niched into musical theatre. But I decided to go back to offering jazz classes. Um, they didn't take that well, surprisingly. Uh, I think what happens is people just don't come to us for that. We tried to implement it. We had a couple of classes running. We had some kids booked in. It was going okay. Um, but ultimately, I decided it wasn't profitable enough. I wasn't willing to invest enough energy into that jazz program. So I decided to let that go at that time as well. So now we're in August. The Little Mermaid's up and running. Our senior show is up and our senior program Into the Woods is up and running. We've let go of our jazz program. It just didn't work out. Um, and we head off into our Royal Easter Show auditions. 
So depending where you are in the world, um, our Royal Easter show is basically a massive carnival festival for the, for our Easter period. It runs for a couple of weeks and it's mega. So we did an audition to get in as a performance group. Good exposure, great experience for the kids. Absolutely love it. So we did the audition um, in August and yeah, we got in for next year. So um, my studio will be performing in 2023, which is really cool. They do it heaps in advance. Like they have their schedule all set out like months and months in advance, which is quite good because the Easter show happens around Easter, which is April. So it means that going into January and February this year, we're actually going to already be starting to work towards our Royal Easter show piece, which is good to know. Um, I also then um, went into the September school holidays. I ran, I had a focus in September more on my online business. So that's when I ran a webinar on how to create a talent agency in your studio and how to book students in TV, film, theater, and commercial. Actually, I believe, and I'll get this link up, I might throw it into the show notes. Um, I actually believe I have a link where you can watch that playback. So if you've never actually seen me uh, deliver live on that topic, you can actually see me do that. I'll grab that for you quickly now. Yeah. So if you head to josephinelancuba.com forward slash webinar three, um, then you can actually get the recording for free of that. I'm happy to just give that away to you now. And um, so that's how to create a talent agency in your studio and book your students for work in TV, film, theater, and commercial. So if you're interested in that, head to, um, yeah, head to the, the record, the webinar recording page. Um, you register there and then the link will be sent to your inbox and you can watch that webinar over and over and over. And hopefully that might be helpful. But anyway, so that's something that I did in September. So September was a big one because I also launched Talent Manager Bootcamp again, um, which was my, I'm just having a think. Yeah, that was my third launch of Talent Manager Bootcamp from memory. So I'd launched it like three, four times in the last year, which is pretty epic. Um, But it's been good. It was good. And I really enjoyed that. And we had a group of beautiful studio owners um, that joined us. One of them specifically was Jess Inns, which you would have heard um, me give her testimonial in that little ad break. Um, so yeah, that was really cool. Um, we also started rehearsals in September for the Junior Theatre Festival. This happens in Newcastle every year. It was our first time attending, which I know sounds crazy because we specialize in musical theater, but it was our first time heading out to this, um, the biggest festival in Australia for youth musical theater, which is great. They do adjudications. They have live performances. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It's a couple of days and the kids are super immersed. So you stay there overnight. I brought my, a couple of team members with me, had about, Mm, I don't know, like 25 kids register for this event and come with us to Newcastle, which was really super cool. Um, there was a cost involved, so obviously not everyone opted in, you know, because I had to have accommodation, take time out, also pay for the workshops, tickets to the event, all that jazz. Um, but, yeah, that was really awesome. And we won, our club won the Outstanding Vocal Award for 2022. Yay. So we got a trophy. 
some weird stuff happened there, um, which I won't go too far into. I mean, it was amazing. But, yeah, there was some weird stuff when we won the award. Um, yeah, there was an incident <laughs> where I blinked and I had my coach up on stage accepting the award on the studio's behalf, which was a little bit upsetting because I didn't get to accept the award on my club's behalf. Um, I think they got overexcited and just ran up without really thinking. So I didn't get um, to sort of reap the glory of that moment after so many years of, of the work. Um, but also I didn't get the backstage um, photos with, you know, some couple of celebrities and a couple of people that are like, you know, um, part of MTI International. Um, yeah, so that that kind of wasn't 100% great. Uh, but, you know, I think I made it a little bit clear afterwards that that wasn't the best way forward. So hopefully they learned from that experience. Um, as a studio owner, you obviously want to have those moments. You work so hard and, yeah, so that got missed. But anyway, now I know what to brief my team when we are at award ceremonies that I will decide who um, accepts awards on our behalf. All good. Um, I let that go and we moved forward from there. The next thing that happened, wow, okay, so my launch ended, we ran another unicorn dance party day. We actually ran two. So these are workshops where a real life unicorn comes. The kids get to actually like walk the unicorn, brush the unicorn. Um, they get a unicorn show, like a real actual life unicorn. <laughs> um, we have 55 spots per workshop and we sold out both. We did one in Northern beaches of Sydney and we did one in the inner west of Sydney and both sold out. It was a hit. Since then, I've implemented Hungry Caterpillar Workshop and Disco Day. Um, the sales haven't been as high as our unicorn. I expected that, though I'm still a little bit unsure if that is going to go forward if we don't get more sales soon. That one's happening in January. Um, essentially, we run the same plan. It's, you know, we have a disco, we do dancing, they learn a routine, they sing, they, we do a um, I don't know, sing-alongs, craft, there's all sorts of things. It's basically a whole day event and um, we look after the kids, sort of like a vacation care day but performing arts themed with some crafts thrown in the mix and entertainment. Anyway, so that was really cool. We did a sellout on those events for September, which was phenomenal. We also ran some virtual singing masterclasses at school holidays just to give value to our members because we're a monthly membership. Heading into October... Um, oh, that's when we actually performed at the Junior Theatre Festival and won the award. Hurrah, hurrah. And then we got into November. So this is where we start doing all the costume fittings for our shows. We ran our costume fittings a little bit differently this season. Um, normally we do it at our um, boot camps, our last rehearsal boot camps um, a couple of weeks before. But this time we actually booked separate costume fitting days and I think that worked really well a bit more cost associated um, to it because um, we had to hire extra space and time but um, was less chaotic which is good um, so we got through that nicely and then November was our show season for our seniors again I learned a lot I, I keep learning you'd think I'd learn by now they just don't they don't buy as much merchandise the seniors do not buy as much stuff. They don't buy as many tickets. 
So we had to reduce the cost of that show and we changed venues for our senior production and went to a lesser venue, still great, still fantastic, just not the usual theatre we go to to reduce costs for that show. We printed way too many programs. Um, we don't even print that many, to be honest. We only print 50 per cast and we only sold 20. That's that's giving you an indication of how little these guys buy stuff, um, whereas our junior shows we sell out and we end up having to move to our digital QR code scanning version at a lesser price, but we have a backup option for anyone that misses out on a hard copy program on the day. So anyway, so next time I'm just going to print less, do less, um, but still deliver great value and a great um, show at the end. That's what it's all about. I definitely hit a bit of a burnout this month. So coming into December, I hit burnout. Um, I had um, some low moments where I felt like I couldn't go on with business. And to be honest, I realized I'd put too much on my plate for the next year and I've decided to have January more um, blank canvas. We have a couple of workshop events but nothing major. I bumped my talent manager bootcamp um, launch which was meant to happen in January 2023. I bumped it to Feb. I realized I was putting too much on myself um, and I felt burnt out. I literally spent a couple of days in bed. I got very sick Um, I got the flu, which obviously people can just get the flu, but I do think it was also to me being run down. I still have it, but I'm clearing up. Um, You can probably hear it in my voice. But, yeah, I just needed needed to lay in bed for a few days. I needed to do nothing, and that was great. That was great. And I then went off to a business seminar day, And actually, again, this is for my online business. I have a mentor and I went to a 90-day planning session with them, which was beautiful. It's a group thing. It was lovely. It's in person and it was um, at the Central Coast. Um, And it was just so beautiful and I absolutely loved it. And um, I decided my word for this year is clarity. So the the year of clarity is 2023. I think... Funnily enough, um, my word for 2022 was opulence, which sounds ridiculous to some, um, but it but it was about just treating myself. I think that for the first few months, I did embody that. I started, you know, wearing my, the clothes that I liked, even if I had nowhere to go. I thought I'm going to just wear this because I feel good, or if I like, I was rewarding myself. So if something good happened, I'd put down a reward. And I'd say, right, I'm going to give myself some beautiful earrings. And I did that. Um, So I was embodying this feeling of opulence for the first few months. But then that went to the wayside. My word got lost and I got a bit tired um, and run down. And I think the years of COVID caught up with me of the lockdowns and the stress and trying to keep everything afloat for so long. And now that everything was okay, it kind of wasn't. And I actually realized that I needed time out. And having said that, everybody, I am taking time out. I am taking three weeks off, which I am really, really super excited about. Um, And I'm also going to be taking a break from my podcast. 
So you won't see me for two weeks. So normally I release a weekly episode, but I have decided to take two weeks off. Okay. Um, so that will be the 27th and the third. You won't see an episode from me, but I will be back, um, on the second week of January. Yay. So you'll see me back on the 11th, um, that Wednesday. So guys, that's it. I hit some burnout. I learned a lot. I'm taking time out. We had great successes in the year and some failures. I learned from the failures. I decided to move on, evolve and change, release the things that weren't working for me and embrace the things that were. My new word for 2023 is clarity because I'm going into 2023 clear-minded with purpose and with a strategy. I would love for you to have a strategy in place as well. And so with clarity in mind, I've created that January workshop, my 90-day studio planning workshop, so that I can gain clarity, but also I can share that clarity with you. And hopefully you can gain some clarity and reduce the overwhelm. If you're feeling overwhelmed, even by sitting in a 90 minute workshop session with me, then you need it even more than you think. Because if it's overwhelming to even think about being overwhelmed, then you need to reduce that stress, have a strategy in place, have some goals in place and a strategy around taking action. Because we can write all the goals in the world, but unless we have realistic and sustainable goals and ideas and strategies in place, we won't take action. And that's what this session is about. So I hope to see you there. Remember, it is being recorded. I obviously would love to see you there live, but if for any reason you can't be there live, then it is being recorded for playback. So there you go, everyone. Thank you so much for listening. That is my year in review. I will be back in a couple of weeks, so I can't wait for that. In the meantime, everybody, have a very Merry Christmas and have the best New Year. Remember, we don't have to create lines in the sand when it comes to deadlines around, I must finish this thing before the end of the year or I'm failed. No, it's okay. Things can stretch over. You know, this is our work-life blend And I would encourage you to take a step back, take some time out and then regroup with me in the new year in putting together a strategy that is going to amplify you and move the needle in your business so that you can thrive and have that business that you dream of. So if you're a studio owner, join me on January 24th. Um, Like I said, it's Josephine Langhuber forward slash 90 day plan. Thanks everyone for listening. Merry Christmas and a happy new year. If you enjoyed listening and would like to hear more, be sure to click subscribe. If you're really feeling the love, share us with your friends. To work with me or to simply find out more about the magic of creativity, arts and business, head to my website, josephinelancuba.com and you can find me on socials. I also have a book that I've co-written with a bunch of amazing entrepreneurial women called The Women Changing the World. And you can grab a copy of that at josephinelancuba.com forward slash books. Thanks for listening.